The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformational Healing, With your host, Dr. Bonnie Morrow, there are a variety of techniques for hands-on healing that can help you move closer to your vision of good health. In our program, we discuss both the business and science of dealing with different aspects of the healthy community with specialists in various energy practices. Now, here is Dr. Bonnie Morrow. Hi, welcome to Transformational Healing. We're so glad you're here today, and we do have a special guest uh, Lori Pointer. Lawyer, sorry, Lori, we go around the world. Uh, is there anybody that you'd like to shout out to to say hello? I would. Both of my kids are international right now. My daughter is studying restorative justice in Wellington, New Zealand, so I'd love a shout out to her. And my son is studying in Bilbao, Spain. So, and that's, so Lindsay Pointer and Eli Pointer. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Well, you've heard Lori's guest. Uh, Lori is a certified uh, Journal to the Self instructor, and we're really glad to have her today because journaling is so important. So, uh, you teach workshops, Lori? I do. I have been teaching um, journaling workshops since 2001, and I... um, Originally, I studied with Kathleen Adams, and to, I became a certified journal to the self instructor. So originally, I taught journal to the self workshops, and now I kind of do, do my own thing. They're definitely journal to the self inspired, but I've sort of create, come up with many different ways of teaching journaling. So I teach a monthly workshop right at my office. I do an evening and a morning workshop every other week. I teach for the City of Fort Collins Employee Wellness Program, um, and then I use journaling individually too with some of my clients too. I do energy healing as part of my main work. So I sort of weave journaling into my, for myself and my own life and and, and into a lot of the things that I do in my career with energy healing and wellness. Well, tell me, uh, how long have you been doing Healing Touch, your healing work? Um, About 18 years. I can't remember what, was it 97 or 98? Is that 18 years? (laughs) I don't know. Close enough. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know that you are the recognized expert in within the Healing Touch community, and several times I've asked about people that to do the journaling show, and your name always comes up. So we're really glad to hear to have you. And so I appreciate you inviting me. mm Hmm. So you are the owner of your energy healing and wellness. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Good. Yep. Good, good. Yeah. Well, now I must admit to you that I, I know how important journaling is. I do, and we mm-hmm. teach it in level one, but I'm kind of reluctant. So I'm really glad to have you today, and maybe you can inspire me to get on the stick and do it. 
There you go. That's good. (laughs) I'll see what I can do. (laughs) Okay. So do you keep a journal? I do. I've actually been journaling pretty consistently since about ninth grade. I think even before that, I kept some of those little block and key diaries when I was really little. (laughs) Good. But... In, I had a creative writing instructor in ninth grade that was very into journaling, and he got us all started in, on keeping a journal during the semester. And I just liked it. it I mean, it, it really resonated with me, and I, I felt like I was getting a lot out of it personally just to sort of getting to know myself better. It was seemed like a good, safe way to process feelings and emotions. And I always have said I feel like I can write myself to peace. Like if I feel if something is unsettling to me, if I write... I can get myself back to a place of peace about it. So, I I mean, it's one of my favorite self-care tools for sure. Well, my students say, well, I'm afraid to journal, afraid somebody will read it. Right. And that's a common thing. And some people have had their privacy violated. And that's that's a horrible thing. And the kind of journaling I teach is that I really teach people to just be raw and unfiltered because that's where you're going to get the most out of it, you know. Um, but, you know, there's a couple things that you can do for that. I mean, one, it depends on, you know, each person's family and living situation. But I, I recommend letting the people in your world know that it's your personal private journal and please don't read it without my permission. Um, if you have a, a feeling like you can't trust somebody to respect your privacy, there's things you can do. You can get a journal that's like purse-sized and keep it with you all the time in your purse. Some people, I've heard of people keeping it under the, seat of their car or in the trunk of their car. Um, even sometimes, well, I always recommend on the very first page of your journal, write, this is my personal private journal. Please don't read it without my permission. And then maybe just put your first name and phone number in case you did, like, leave it at a coffee shop or something like that. Oh, um, dear. <laughs> I know. That would be awful. But And then also, sometimes I tell people, even just put, like, a, a rubber band or something around the journal because sometimes if people have to go that one extra step of, like, pulling that off, and it's, like, more obvious you're violating <laughs> privacy, whereas the people just pick it up and look at it and think, oh, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was your journal, you know, that kind right. of thing. I mean, there's this different... Um, I mean, if, if you you really definitely need to make sure that you feel safe to write whatever you want to write. Like, I wouldn't... I always tell my kids, like, burn my journals with me when I die. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> right. They're process-oriented journals. I mean, I'm sure there's wisdom in there that that would be great for them, but mixed in with it is all of my, like, just my raw processing that sometimes, like, if you have an irritation with somebody, if you can write about it first, you wouldn't necessarily want the person to know what you were writing, but you kind of process it through the journal so that when you come back to that person, you're in a place of peaceful, loving connection, you know? So, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, it's worth, or, or, you know, you can also get, like, a, like a lock, firebox lock thing with a key and lock it up. I mean, whatever you have to do. It's, it's an ideal situation if the people that you live with would just respect your privacy. And my kids have kept journals all of their growing up life, and I've definitely, like, we've just had that known thing. We all respect each other's privacy with the journal. No one would ever even consider reading somebody else's. So That's great. Just kind of, yeah. So, so do you keep different journals for different purposes? Um, you know, it's funny. I used to have a whole lot of different ones, and then I that got kind of confusing. Um, but now the the separate ones that I do keep, I do keep a separate dream journal. So, and I don't dream journal every night, but I, also, if I have a significant dream, I will write it down. 
And then in December, January, I always do the Holy Night Dream Journaling exercise, which if people want information on that, um, they can subscribe to my newsletter because I always send out a description on how to do that at that time of year. But um, so I do keep a separate dream one, and that's partly so that I can easily find the, the dreams. Like if something happens, and I realize, wow, that was a pro- prophetic dream. Like I want, and I, or, you know, I think, well, maybe that dream was giving me information about this. You know, then I could find them easier. Whereas if they were blended in with everything else I write, I would have a hard time finding them. And then the other thing that I um, do is I keep a business goals journal. And, um, and in it, I write just different things that inspire me for my work. Um, but I definitely write my goals for every year. And I've done that for every year of my business for a really long time. So, um, that's, and that's kind of nice just to keep that separate. But, you know, at different times, I used to have an illustrated journal that was only for pictures that I would put, you know, cut and paste pictures into it. I've had, um, oh, I'm trying to, I can't even think right now what, what, once I've done in the past. I did also, when my kids were growing up, I kept journals for each of them, and I would write each of them um, a letter every year on their birthday, and it was kind of summarizing what the year was and what um, highlights of the year, challenges of the year, and I didn't let them know I was doing that, and I actually, I gave my daughter hers, and she graduated from high school, and I gave it to her secretly and asked her not to tell Eli. So then when Eli graduated, I gave him his as well. And, you know, there were times I wasn't exact. And there was a year or two I missed in there, and there were times I didn't write it exactly on their birthday, but that was the intention. So those were separate journals, too. But mostly I just write everything in one place. Like, oh, I know I used to have a gratitude journal, but now I just write gratitude in my regular journal. So. All righty. Uh, do yeah. you... Um, so do you you journal... During your meditation, after your meditation, when do you journal? Kind of depends. Like, if I'm having trouble centering myself and getting focused for my morning meditation, I will journal first. Because sometimes it's sort of like doing a mind dump. You just sort of put it all out there, and then you can be more quiet and still. Other times, I'm, it's easier for me to get into meditation, and then I might journal afterwards to write down different insights that came up. And the reality is I don't journal every single day. I, it, I do a lot, but if I don't, you know, sometimes between praying, meditating, journaling, spiritual reading, you know, I do some combination of that every day, but it's not always all of those things. So Right. So let me ask you a, a, an important question is, why do you keep a journal? Oh, that's a good question. Well, it's kind of like what I said before. I feel like it's my way of centering myself. Um, getting clarity. I definitely feel like I've gotten to know my just authentic self more through the process of writing. Um, I, I feel it, it inspires me. It, get, it focuses my energy and my attention. I really feel like, like everything I teach, I kind of teach it from an energetic perspective because I've always, I've always experienced the world very energetically. And that's why I do energy healing. And, you know, when I use essential oils, they... I'll, you know, so in my journaling classes, we'll often use an essential oil to help raise the vibration. But I even feel like journaling is like it's a way of raising your vibration. Um, it's a great way. Like a lot, a lot of times, I'll suggest to my healing touch clients that they do a journaling exercise if they have issues with the throat chakra, because journaling really helps open the throat chakra because it's a way of having your voice. It's a way of creatively expressing yourself, even if it's in your journal. 
Um, so I guess to keep my energy moving is why I do it, to get clarity on things, to get kind of clear on what I want. I feel like, you know, we can manifest anything we want if we're clear on what we want. Um, so right. sometimes the process of writing helps get the energy and intention really focused for manifesting. Good. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. So, <laughs> so what are the advantages of journaling with a group? Um, well, I think, you know, again, from an energetic perspective, I mean, if you can just think of that wherever two or more are gathered, there's a lot of energy. Um, but uh, I think that it helps. So I do think people kind of get, you know, like bleed by the energy of the group to, to, to do their own personal work. And then people, I give people opportunities to share. And so sometimes, and I think a lot of, we're all experiencing universal themes of healing and growth. And so when somebody else shares something that they're working through or some, uh, an exercise that they wrote, you know, something that they wrote, very often it's the universal experience. And so kind of gives people that um, sense of community and belonging um, to know you're not alone in the things you're working through, or you can get inspired by other people too. I mean, I feel like I learned something from every person that ever takes my class of anything I teach um, right. when they share different things that inspire them or whatever. Um, so there's that. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because in my class, my journaling monthly classes, people all, will always say like, I feel like magical things always happen when I'm here. And I think Magical things do always happen when we just get ourselves into the flow, however we get ourselves into the flow. And sometimes I just think it's easier to get there when you have group energy. So. Right. So are there any rules for journaling? And you've kind of gone over that by telling yeah. us what kind of journals you keep. Yeah, not really. Not really rules. I would say there's suggestions. And um, like one of them that I say is don't work at it, but play at it. You want your journaling to be fun. Like if it's fun, you're more likely to pick it up and, and, and do it. Um, so try not to make it like work, um, but rather playful. Um, I think it's a good idea to start with some sort of a meditation or a quieting technique that could be as simple as lighting a candle or doing a few breaths meditation. You might even listen to a pre-recorded meditation. I think it's even fun that now that everyone has smartphones as a way of recording, even just sometimes I'll record my own voice guiding me in a meditation because there's, some, there's something rather powerful about hearing your own voice take you into a meditation. So you could create your own little just journaling, um, just a simple little guided meditation to take you into the writing. Um, like, Or you can sometimes, you know, like I said, I use essential oils and my journaling classes um, at, at the start of, of the meditation. Um, then I think it's a good idea to date every entry um, and to keep what you write. If you always have the feeling you want to rip everything up and throw it away, you probably haven't made peace with your inner critic yet. Um, <laughs> so kind of having something that you use as a journal, like rather than having just, a, you know, putting your to-do list, your, you know, grocery list and everything in a spiral notebook, like whatever, it can be a spiral notebook, it can be simple as that, but just use it for journaling rather than everything else. So you sort of treat it more sacredly. As I mentioned before, always announce that your journal is private. If you get in the habit of kind of writing quickly and not worrying about grammar, like spelling and punctuation really don't matter in your journal, you kind of like allow your right brain, which is your more intuitive side of your brain, and your more spiritual and creative side to kind of free flow through 
without your left brain, your more analytical side, like getting in the way of it. So sometimes writing quickly helps with that. And if you just like decide from the get go, I'm not going to worry about this isn't like spelling punctuation sensitive writing. This is just write. Like I always tell people in my classes, if you can um, just write the words kind of like write your thoughts as they're coming up in your head. And if that means there's sentence fragments and everything else, just try to track your thoughts on, on the paper through your writing. Um, that can be a really powerful experience. Um, cool. So start writing, keep writing, like try not to stop and analyze all the time. And then I think it's you know important to kind of have the intention of being very, really completely truthful with yourself, uh, with all that you're feeling, whether it seems pleasant in that moment or not, like just really, put your honest, truthful self on the page um, and to write in your own voice as naturally as possible. I will frequently have that happen, like write emails to somebody and people will say, I can totally hear your voice in your writing, even in an email. Like they, so I must <laughs> write like I talk, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. and that's ideal for your journal too. And that's probably why my correspondence comes across like that sometimes is that that is, I mean, that's what I'm in the habit of doing is kind of just writing my, my thought down, not like necessarily grammatically correct or a perfect sentence structure, but just writing. <laughs> and not censoring. I'm, I'm yeah. hearing that you don't censor. Good. Yeah. Hey, Lori, let's take a quick break and we'll be right okay. back. And okay. listeners, we will talk some more about journaling when we come back. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about Healing Touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at transformational-healing.org. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing. This is Dr. Bonnie, 
and welcome back to Transformational Healing. Our special guest today is Lori Pointer, and she's talking or helping us with journaling. So, Lori, um, can you please tell us the the further benefits of journaling? You've told us several, but can you do them so we can write them down? Expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Well, I mentioned already that it's a good way to get clear on things. I also think it's a really great way of developing intuition. In fact, I teach a class specifically of using journaling techniques to develop intuition. And, um, you know, I believe, like, we often hear intuition be described as the sixth sense, and I believe it's really meant to be as keen of a sense for us as our other five senses. We just haven't nurtured it as much. So um, anytime you're sort of listening, intentionally listening to your higher self through the writing process, you are of developing that communication, that ability to hear intuitive guidance as it's coming in. Um, so I, I have a lot of fun in that class just teaching different, both solo and partner exercises for developing intuition. Um, it definitely helps awaken creativity, um, especially like my classes. I remember one time when I first started teaching journaling back was an office I was at quite a long time ago. Um, and there was a massage therapist next door to my office and he walked by when I was setting up for journaling one time and he said, it kind of looks more like kindergarten in here than journaling. And that's because on the table I have, you know, crayons and glue sticks and colored <laughs> pencils and magazines and scissors. And, you know, so we don't just write, you know, left to write across the page. We're doing all kinds of creative ways of writing and some collage and different things like that. So, it, I mean, it, it gets the creative juices flowing. And then I feel like whenever we get that flowing, that carries over into all of your life, like everything feels more creative. Your work can feel more creative. Your parenting feels more creative. Your, you know, way of being a friend, way of being a partner is more creative. Um, I definitely think writing helps connect us with our inner wisdom. It helps us discover our unique gifts. Um, and that's kind of fun. I, you know, I think it's interesting how many people um, that I work with in my energy healing practice that, are really struggling trying to figure out like what, what their unique gifts are in the world and what is their way of serving humanity. And the journaling process has been a great way for some of those people to just get more clear on that. It, it, it reveals itself as you start writing. Um, and then I think when we're clear on that, it, I mean, anything that helps us live a more authentic life, like helps us really live listening to our own rhythm, listening to our own guidance is it's, it's a, peaceful thing when you feel like you're in alignment with your authentic self. Um, in, indeed it is. <laughs> what did you say? I said, indeed it is. Yeah, definitely. And then, and that can be, that feels empowering too. Um, so it's an empowering tool. Um, definitely can help enhance self-esteem. Um, I have quite a few teen clients that I work with, with energy healing, and I will often give them journaling exercises and um, just kind of that, well, not that we don't all in every phase of life have to deal with self-esteem issues, but I just find that in those teen years, that's a pretty prime time that people are working through some stuff with that. So that's been a helpful tool to give them journaling exercises. And the other thing about a journal that's nice about it is it's always available. Like Kathleen Adams, who wrote Journal to the Self, she used to talk about it being, I think she used to say it's like the 79-cent therapist, and she was referring to like the cost of a spiral notebook at the time because <laughs> it's like... You, if you, the journal's there. It's, it can listen to you. It's there in the middle of the night. It's 
you know, and I, I definitely, there's a different phases of my life going through hard times that I was so grateful to have a journal in the middle of the night. You can't always have a therapist there or a good friend there in the middle of the night, but you can always have your journal right there. Um, so how often do you go back and refer to what you've written? That's, that's a very good question. Actually, I hardly ever do, um, except that a journaling exercise that I do sometimes and I do, you know, with my students is I will have them flip back or, I mean, I have, I have a huge, like, I have this antique blanket cabinet, actually, that's filled with journals, not blankets, and um, lots of them. And so sometimes I will go and pull one out just to re-inspire myself for a journaling prompt to put on my Facebook page or something. But sometimes for a writing prompt, I will just go grab a journal, just randomly open to a page, read what I wrote then and see what year it was in, and then do a reflective writing on how does that speak to me right now or how, where am I now compared to where I was then and what, what wisdom does that have for my life as it is currently. So I will do that once in a while, but for the most part, I don't reread mine. And it's just sort of the, the process of writing is what is powerful for me. And I always joke that my, my built-in uh, insurance for privacy is that my handwriting is so sloppy. I think I'm the only one that, I mean, half the time I look at it and I can't even reread it. So Uh-oh. I don't really have to worry about people violating my privacy. I can't, <laughs> I can't even read it. I did have somebody one time in one of my classes that I was teaching at the hospital, a journaling class, and she had a really bad experience in having her privacy violated. And so she would write first, whatever she was writing, and then she would collage right over the page. So it was just the act of writing it that was powerful. And then she'd collage over it. So it was all hidden. And, or sometimes she would paint over it. And it didn't, all that mattered is that she put pen to paper and moved the energy through that writing. But I thought, you know, that would work for me since I very seldom go back and read them, you know. And actually most of the people I know don't read them, reread them very often. It's more just the act of writing that's more powerful than the you know the act of rereading. So, Thank you. Although, right after you write, right after you write, to read it out loud, even if it's just to yourself or in my group settings, like when people choose to read it out loud, that could be a very powerful setting. You know, powerful experience to hear your own, own words, like hear your voice stating your inner truth. You know. So, uh, what do you think about journaling on the computer? Um, you know. I think whatever kind of journaling works for each person is the best kind for that person. So and I've had people ask me that, though, in my classes before, like, can I bring my laptop? And I always say, you know, there's gonna, going to be a lot that you can't actually do in my class on a laptop because we do use glue sticks and scissors and colored <laughs> pencils and pens. But, um, you know, but, like, sometimes they'll do the creative part and then, I sometimes will say, go ahead and type it, and then later, even if you want to print it and glue it in there on that page, you can just for fun, or just, you know, just do it. I've had a couple of people try to do it on the laptop in my class, and they they end up converting to just writing in the journal, just because they realize the limitations of it for the type I'm teaching. However, you know, if you were just doing, like, gratitude journaling or your dream journaling on a journal, I mean, that's that's probably what would, would make some people do it that wouldn't do it with handwriting it anyway, you know. So I don't think it really matters as long as it's whatever works for each person, really. So. And I think what works for be- best for me is actually writing it out by hand. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know me if too. it's because I'm, I'm computer literate, but 
just barely. <laughs> yeah, that's I know, and I don't really like enjoy the act of being on my computer that much. Like, I don't know, the energy field <laughs> bothers me. I mean, I just it's not that much fun to me. Whereas if I have a pen that has a really smooth glide and I have journals with nice papers that are pretty I love that like that's the tactile sensual experience for me you know I like yes. the whole thing I like this you know I like and that too to me about there's centering it's very centering to put your pin right on the paper it's like the point of the pin is there your attention goes there your energy is there it's like a way of calling your energy home right there into the moment and the place where your pin is meeting the paper that's true that is absolutely true. Uh, okay, let's take another quick break, and okay. when we come back, uh, let's talk about the time of day that you journal, and is is that important? Okay, that sounds All righty. Thank you. You bet. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about Healing Touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at Transformational-Healing.org. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing. Hi, welcome back. This is Dr. Bonnie, and our special guest today is Lori Lori Pointer, and Lori is talking to us about journaling. And Lori, is there a good time of the day to journal? You know, I mean, I, I, my, 
my personal preference is morning to just sort of have my quiet spiritual time with my journal, with meditation, with prayer, because I feel like it just starts my day off well, it kind of gets me off on a good trajectory, but there are days that I don't fit that in or something is happening early and I oversleep or whatever, um, and then I just fit it in when it works, and there's times like it, you know, sometimes I'll do both, sometimes I'll do a little writing and it's, you know, when I first get up in a little bit in the evening, um, so I mean, it's more like whatever people can fit in, like whatever works in your personal schedule, I would encourage people to at least give the morning thing a try, just noticing how, you know, if you get very intentional about your day, like journaling for me gets me clear and then it's sort of as a way of like actively setting an intention for the day and that just sets energy in motion of where you want it to go for the day. So that I, I think it is a pretty powerful time of day to do it, but the most powerful time is whatever works for each person. I mean, the only kind of journaling that doesn't work is the kind you don't do. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. Um, so if you, if it's, if you're trying to force yourself to be a morning person and you're just not, then it probably isn't your best time of day. So Right. So you mentioned earlier uh, when we talked before the show that you often use journaling as part of your energy healing sessions. What I does do. that look like? You know, it can be anything. Like sometimes I'll have, like if somebody has like a chronic symptom or something in the body that is showing up or pain or whatever, that it just, you know, maybe isn't moving, we aren't getting, you know, to the core of it or not, they're not feeling the relief from it. I might have them do a, a dialogue with it. For example, um, you, like, and sometimes I'll actually do have them do that right in the session. I'll say, I'm going to kind of conclude your energy healing about 10 minutes ahead and have you do a journaling exercise if you're open to it. And everyone usually is, but, um, and I'll guide them through it. So if I'm doing a, if somebody's doing a dialogue with a symptom or a dialogue with a body part, I'll sort of guide them imagining that they're sort of entering into a conversation, like they're just greeting that body part or that symptom, like in some setting, often I'll use a beach setting or a mountain setting, you know, and then just having them open a conversation. And then I have them write, you know, you write it like a script, like me, like colon, and then ask the question and then like say it was like leg weakness or something. I'm just going to give that example because it's one that's in my mind right now. So put leg weakness and then let the leg weakness talk. So there was one time, one client I was working with who had a lot of weakness in her legs. They were just felt like they were giving out like on her. And when she did that dialogue, what came up was it was time for her to, um, to speak her truth stronger and stand up stronger for herself to her husband. And so that was kind of an interesting insight um, that, and when she did start to do it, and then she said, you know, that made her realize there was something very specific that she knew she needed to talk about to him and to kind of take her power back with. And then the leg um, weakness went away. So it can be, you know, it, it can, you know, we were kind of looking at it in a very physical way and not getting anywhere. But when she did that dialogue, it kind of, you know, it was more of a relational issue. So um, that that would be an example. Or, um, uh, you know, sometimes if somebody just feels like they're low energy and everything's just not work going their way, I might have them just keep a gratitude journal, like writing um, five things a day that they're grateful for at the end of each day, um, five or five things that they are open to receiving in that day or five intentions they have for a day if they do that in the beginning, stuff like that. 
So, Maurice, there are some days when I would pick up a journal, and mm-hmm. my gratitude journal, and I couldn't think of anything. You know, it's one of those days right. when sure. I don't I don't think there's anything to be grateful for. Grateful for, yeah. And I always say then resort to like the opposing thumb or something like that. <laughs> something oh, okay. Cool. That you have indoor plumbing, toilet paper, you know. <laughs> Go for the simple. <laughs> the okay. Is, really, we are. If we didn't have, we would really be grateful we did have them. You know, I mean, I would, if you could just write anything like that, you know, sometimes, you know, just go to the very core, basic, you know, things that you're grateful for, and even if you have to write the same ones for a few days in a row, just to get the energy flowing in the direction of gratitude. And the more you focus on what is going well, more things will start to go well, and then you'll have more to write about, too. So. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay. okay, so how do our listeners stay in touch with you? Um, well, first, the, a really good way to do it would be to go to my website, which is um, com, and Lori is L-A-U-R-I and then P-O-I-N-T-E-R.com. So no E on the end of glory. And then on my homepage there off to the right, there's a, a place to subscribe to my newsletter. And I have both a monthly newsletter and as I have a new one now that is just, a, um, for, just for journaling. And it's more to remind people when it's time to register for the monthly classes, but I do always put a free journaling prompt in that one as well. And the regular monthly one is a, a, a free month or a journaling prompt in that one too. So that would be a good place. Um, you'd have some, you'd get started right away. Also on my website, if they click over on the left-hand column there on newsletters, um, it has many archived copies of my newsletter and every single one of those has a journaling prompt in it. So that would be a good place to get going on. Okay. Um, you know, you could, you could journal for a long time just off of my website. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. so you've you've helped us get started. So, is it important the kind of journal? Does it matter what I write in? No, it really doesn't. Except that I do recommend, um, like, just using it just for your journal, whatever it is you select. Now, at, at my office, I sell journals that are um, spiral bound ones because I like them because they lay flat because we do do the closet. I also like um, plain pages, like unlined pages, because, again, we very seldom are writing left or right across the page. Like, I don't know, I was just, like, a, a technique I was going to share on this, because it's kind of a simple, easy one. Um, like, you can draw a spiral, and decide, you know, you can tune in with yourself first in your quieting meditation and ask, like, am, am I feeling like I need more centering and grounding or do I feel like I have been more inward and it's time for me to sort of blossom and move outward into the world a little bit. And based on whatever you decide, either draw the spiral. If you're needing more centering, start outward and draw a spiral in on your page, like taking a whole page and then, um, and then write along where that the line that you drew for the spiral, just do gratitude circling in towards the center of that spiral. If you were needing more outward, you could do gratitude writing from the inside, moving out of things that you feel grateful for or, or whatever theme you wanted to use. So again, that like that kind of a thing, technique, you can do it on the line journal, but it sure looks better and works easier if you're not confined by lines. So unlined and spiral bound is great because they lie flat, but really anything you 
have will work. Yes. yes. So what else do you have for sale in your office, Lori? <laughs> um, oh, I mean, I sell, I mean, I just do things like candles and angel cards. Cause we use angel cards a lot in journaling classes. You can just pick one and um, read it first. You know, sometimes when people have trouble getting started writing, I'll say, just pick a card, start writing the actual words that are on that card to get going and then just do a reflective writing on what does that card bring up to you right. for you. But I actually, like, I don't do, I mean, like, I don't ship from my store or anything like that. I just sell locally. So, I mean, if people are local, they're, it's just a little small waiting room store. Uh-huh. I just more sell the things that people use in my classes, basically. All righty. Well, that's that's good. May, I don't think I'll come to uh, Fort Collins to yeah. uh, pick up a journal, but maybe, who knows? You just <laughs> never know. Yeah, I've never quite gotten the online. I, retail is not my passion, but teaching journaling and doing energy healing is. So I pretty much just have the things that make it convenient for my clients when they're here. Purchase. Right. So, right. Yeah. All righty. Uh, so... I'm not. I'm watching the uh, watching the time breaks, and I don't see that we're breaking. Oh, okay. So yeah, we could talk about um, one thing I'd love to address is children and journaling because I think it's um, a great um, thing to to teach your children to do, um, giving them that tool. Do we have time for that to talk about sure. that a little bit? Okay, we, we do. Um, righty. So one thing I did with my kids when they were really little is I started illustrated journals with them. And so that was nothing with words and writing, but it was all images. So we would just sit together with magazines and, you know, scissors and um, glue, (laughs) and they would cut things out. And I would say, just find things that bring you joy to look at. And the thing that was so simple about that was, I mean, I can't tell you how many adults I meet that don't have a clue what brings them joy. You know, they've just never thought that way. And they're also, like, not not in jobs that bring them joy and things like that. So they're not in relationships that bring them joy because they've never really thought about their joy. But I think, like, joy and enthusiasm are, like, tied into why we're here, like, what our unique gifts are and what our, you know, like, what what our unique... I mean, the, the, literally, the word enthusiasm is uh, stems from the Greek word entheos, which is the God within. So I think when we feel enthusiastic about something, we're sort of tapping into our God-given gifts. And so um, finding those things that make us enthusiastic and joyful is helpful. So if you start with your kids when they're really little, helping them notice what things bring them joy, notice what things they like to look at, notice what um, is makes them feel enthusiastic, it's a good skill to, you know, it's a good um, awareness for them to have. So my kids and I would do that a lot when they were little. And then sometimes, you know, I've taught them about gratitude journaling. And I don't think either one of them are like everyday journalers at all at this point, but they do use it when they need it. You know, it's definitely a tool that's in their toolbox, which is good. So I don't, and you know, like for years I taught a mother daughter journaling class right around Mother's Day. Um, I always felt like I should be doing a mother-son one too, but I never did, or a mother-child, but for some reason I always did it as a mother-daughter one. And people, would, it was really fun because we had intergenerational attendance, like people, the mom, the you know, granddaughter, mom, grandmother would all come um, to that. And 
sometimes the little kids weren't even of writing age, but it didn't matter because I always, you can always adapt it. You can always do, if, if you can draw, you can be a journaler. So I personally felt like it was never too early to start kids on journaling, you know. Good. That's, that's yeah. an interesting point. Yeah. Interesting. And even for adults, like if some days you just feel like I can't write, I don't feel like writing, if you just pull your journal out and do a, draw a sketch or a doodle or just draw some designs, you know, just get the pen to paper going and you'll get movement of energy happening. Sometimes yes. all it takes is just getting started. Well, I, you know, in Kay Adams' training, like she talks about most of her techniques, um, she talks about them being springboard techniques to just get you into the waters of writing. And however you get there is, you know, but once you're, like once you're there, then the, let the writing flow. You know, it's like sometimes most of the journaling prompts are just to get you into doing it. So that's why sometimes just drawing or something can get you into your journal and movement of pen on paper starting to happen, and then you never know what will come up. So right. So Lori, are you going to write a book? <laughs> that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, I've i been, you know, I feel like I, if I had, if I win, I should say win, when I take the time to just compile all the journaling prompts that I've already written, I'd like to compile them into categories of like when you're writing because you have issues of abundance or anxiety or like an A to Z guide of like, you know, I could, the book is written already. It's just because I've written so many journaling prompts. I write journaling prompts. That's another way to stay in touch with me. I do have a business Facebook page that is Lori Pointer Energy Healing and Wellness. Um, and you can get to that actually from my website too. Click on it. But I, I post journaling prompts there. So I've been writing the journaling prompts for my newsletter. I write them for my classes. I mean, I have hundreds of journaling prompts written from the years. It's just a matter of compiling so I uh-huh. might figure myself say, yes, I am going to, Bonnie. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be the first one. I'll buy the first one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's take a quick break, Lori. Okay. Sounds good. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about Healing Touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at Transformational-Healing.org. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing. Hi, this is Dr. Bonnie. Welcome back. Today our guest, our special guest is Lori Pointer. And her email is, or not her email, her website is www.lauripointer.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-P-O-I-N-T-E-R. Is that uh, cap sensitive, Lori? I don't think so, no. No. Okay, so you don't have to cap. Just type it in and, and you'll be yeah. able to find her as well as I can. There so, you go. <laughs> yeah. so uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, you know, we just have a few minutes left. I think it might be nice to give a couple of journaling prompt ideas for people to get started on journaling. Sounds and, good. Um, you know, if you, I always, a, lot, a ton of my journaling techniques are inspired by just having a magazine, a pair of scissors, and a glue stick. You can, do, you can journal it, prompt yourself to no end with one magazine that you can cut out of, you know. So a very simple, like a simple one we did recently in my class is I had everybody turn to the page of the magazine that corresponded with their, like everyone had their own magazine, like what um, what page corresponded with your birth date? Like my birth date is the 17th. Um, so I went to page 17 and tear that whole page out and look on both the front and the back of that page on anything, any words that your eye is drawn to, any images, and cutting out everything you can out of that, creating a collage out of that one page, and then doing a reflective writing describing that what that looks like, what it makes you think of when you're looking at it, and write just to, to, to describe it. And then a second part of that is this reading your description of it and writing how does that description reflect something going on in your life or reflect you. So honestly, like whatever is in there for healing for us will come out in whatever way we give it. So it really doesn't matter what the prompt is. Just, it's just amazing. Like what simple things like that, you do something like that and you'll be amazed at how the information comes out for you. Another one I just did um, yesterday in my city journaling class, or I mean on Tuesday, um, I call it, I call it speed, speed journaling inspired by speed dating. I've never done speed dating myself, but one time I had a girlfriend that had done it. She was telling me about it, and I was cracking up at, like, the way it works where you just talk to somebody for two minutes fast, and then you move on to the next person two minutes, and I thought, I'm going to create a journaling technique that's like that. <laughs> so um, what, what this one is is I will have people write down on five separate pieces of paper something that they wish they had clarity or an answer about or some issue, maybe it's something that's keeping them awake at night or something they're very excited about or just five things that are up for them in their life right now and write them on five separate sheets of paper, fold it so you can't, you know, into a little a square so you can't see what is on each one. And then one at a time, I, I just set the timer on my phone for two minutes for each. And once I, I say, pick one out of your pile 
open it up and glue it in your journal. And when I see everyone has theirs glued in, I time it for two minutes and I say, just write anything that comes to mind on that subject. Just, it's like a power write for two minutes. And then the timer goes off and they pick another one and glue it in and write for two minutes. It's really interesting, like, what clarity can come when you just kind of just power write, kind of, like, to see what is in there. And I always say write whatever is coming up, even if it seems like it has nothing to do with that subject. Just write what comes up for two minutes. And then afterwards, I have them reread what they wrote and take a different color pen and underline different themes. Maybe it's words that stick out to them or maybe it's some idea that came up that they want an action step that they want to remember, something like that. So you can do that yourself, you know, with your own, with your phone, you could do that. So. Mm -hmm. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Okay. It's about time for us to close. And I wanted to thank Lori so much for being on our show. I want, I've been trying to get her on the show and she's, her, her, Life is just so busy. But (laughs) thank you, Lori, for being on our show and sharing your journaling with us. You bet. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it very much. Uh Uh-huh. And I'd like to send a a shout-out to her children, one that's in... In Wellington, New Zealand. (laughs) Wellington. And her name is? And that's Lindsay Pointer, yeah. And who's the other one? And then my son, Eli Pointer, is studying in Bilbao, Spain right now. All righty. So, (laughs) kids, heads up. Your mother's sending you a message. Hope you've done your (laughs) journaling today. (laughs) Uh, All righty. I'd like to thank Justin, who's our engineer who makes everything right, uh, and also our executive producer, which is... Uh, Robert Cialino. Robert was out ill a couple days ago. I hope he's feeling better. And to all of you out there, please be kind to one another. Love one another. That's what makes the world go round. All righty. Bye for now. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening today. Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow is broadcast live every Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.